Lori here, and welcome to the Awakening Moments podcast. Grab a cup of tea and let's spend some time together. My co-host Rhonda and I are ordained ministers working together at Life Center Church. We are leaders, wives, moms, and longtime friends. In this podcast, we hope to share some meaningful moments from our lives, everything from lessons we've learned the hard way or how to rise up in the midst of obstacles and insecurities. We will encourage you to take risks and remind you that you are deeply loved and completely worthy. Let's awaken life's most amazing moments together. Lori. Hi, Rhonda. How you doing? I'm great. Yeah, having a yeah, good day? I'm having a great day. It's always a good day when it's a podcasting day. It is. That should be our opening line. It's ah. always a good day when we're podcasting. <laughs> it I know. is so fun, eh? As much as our, you know, we love podcasting just for us to talk about these really neat topics and to kind of go deeper, I love our time together. I know I've said that numerous times, but it really is a neat time for us to share as friends. So I just love that we can share as friends and bring all of our other friends in. So I love it. It's so true. I think a great topic to talk about today is jealousy. And uh, I actually was thinking about this hilarious story that happened when we were kids uh, that I just randomly remembered. But um, do you remember when we were kids and our church used to do so many musicals? Remember like every single, it felt like every season really, we, we would put on these like grandiose musicals. And uh, I remember, you know, this couple used to organize all the musicals and it would be very official. Like there'd be auditions and, you know, we'd do all the salty plays. And during that time, like you had really come into your, like into your voice and into, we're coming into your gifting, you know, had had a profound experience with God. And like, you know, so singing was just such a huge part of who you were, even as a little girl, you mm-hmm. know? And so like, I just remember us, you know, 10, 9, 10, 11, 12, like doing all these musicals together, having so much fun. And for all of time, it's always been the same. I've always had the heart of a singer. <laughs> But never the talent, never the true it. talent. So I've got all the heart and all the hood spa and all the, you know, totally. and bring all the passion into it, but never ever had the talent. And so every time, maybe, you know, maybe this like being afraid and doing it anyway has always been a part of who I was because even as a little girl, I'd audition for every play we ever did <laughs> and mostly never get really anything (laughs) any major part I'd be in the choir and I was the best choir member ever so this one play I remember we did as teenagers I think we were like I think it was a teen play which was funny I think we were 13 like 12 13 14 oh yeah like we were older yeah I I remember yeah we did uh friends are friends forever was our the play and we auditioned and I do not, they must have just felt bad that I had auditioned so many times, but I got a solo and I remember we were like, they were putting the casting notes up and I had got a a lead solo and you didn't get a solo in that play. Do you remember? (laughs) You smiling. I love it. I do. Do you remember that? Yes. And you were so mad at me. You were actually, and oh, I was like, a terrible friend. I was like, oh. Rhonda, you've literally been the lead in every play we've ever done. And oh. you didn't get one, like you didn't get a solo in this one play. And oh, you're so goodness. mad about it. I remember you storming off like this great injustice had oh, happened. And like, so funny, eh? So funny. Now, I actually remember the soul, like I remember doing it and I was so nervous 
And it was terrible. They should have never let me do that. Because even like I can carry a tune, like I can sing in in the sense of carrying a tune. I'm not tone deaf or anything, but when I'm nervous, like, you know, that shaky voice comes on and you feel like you're about to cry and you can't actually, your your throat restricts. Like it was so bad. I I should not have done it, but I did it anyways. And push through whatever I'm but sure it was good I uh, wouldn't you love to see it, it wasn't now? good well, I would love to see a video of that now I would die <gasps> I would actually be <gasps> so must, humiliated I if your parents have a copy of it that'd be friends so are friends funny. forever <laughs> and look at friends are friends forever uh, we're still together <laughs> you put up anyways, with me and all my oh, all my competition so funny I was a, I was not a good friend well, as I mean, a little were, person, oh, were, not really. You were a good friend. You just liked I was a good to friend when, win. Yeah, when it worked in my favor. But when it <laughs> didn't, like a really good friend, I feel like I wish I was more like my daughter, Jade. I would have been like, oh. I'm so happy for you. Oh, no, I wouldn't have been happy as a kid. <laughs> oh, that is a funny story. Jealousy. 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 Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Do you have any stories about jealousy or oh. like has jealousy been a struggle for you in your life? Well, you know, another funny story about singing, because, you know, when you're auditioning and as I moved through in music and went to school for music, university for music degree, anyways, I had to audition many times and there was a CD project we were doing at school and there was this one song. I loved it so much. And so we were doing this audition. It got down to two of us doing this song. And one was once again, my closest friend in university. And so Amy was singing this song and it sounded so awesome. And we were sitting in each other's audition. And so I was listening to her and actually I got so jealous because she was so good. And I was like, I'm not even as good as her. Like, this is ridiculous. Like she, I should have just been able to do this song and her not sing it. Like, listen to her sing. She knows I want to do this song because we had been talking about it and she knew how badly I wanted to sing this song. And I'm like, I can't believe she's singing it this good knowing that I want to sing this song. Like I was so jealous. Anyway, I got up to sing it. And because I was so ticked off, I sang it kind of bad. Like right. I almost did like to stick it to the man, but I was sticking it to myself. Right. But in my immature right. early university days, I sang it kind of half hearted. I can't even imagine what I must have looked like or sounded like in that audition. And I've been working weeks on this song. Anyways, she got it. Later to find out, my professor said to me, I just want you to know. I actually wanted you to sing that song, but you had such a bad attitude and I could tell that you were so like kind of upset with your friend for singing it so good that I realized you weren't the one to sing it and gave it to my friend. Wow. Versus had I not been ruled by jealousy. Right. I mean, that was hilarious. So it was a story, character. It was a character decision, not, it was a, not character a gifting decision. decision. Wow. Oh, and I didn't even sing it my best. It's kind of like, I think what I must have looked like and sounded yeah. like must have been yeah. ridiculous. But jealousy, jealousy robs. Jealousy yes. robs you. It yeah, just robs it you. It does. And that's a like a funny little trite little story. But at the time, it was a big lesson for me. When I walked away after that meeting, I'm so glad my professor told me that. I was bawling all the way back to my dorm. But I remember thinking... I won't let that happen to me again like that. Like I'm sure I have in different ways, but it impacted me so deeply at how it had robbed me that there was something that actually my professor wanted to give me and it was a test and I failed it. And I was ruled by a feeling. 
I was ruled wow. by a feeling. And so that would be an example of jealousy for sure. Wow. I mean, I'm sure wow. we have lots of funny stories going Aww. all through time, but. Well, I, re- I actually remember a time. I don't, I, I don't even, I think we may have spoke of it once in our life. I don't know if you remember, but I can remember a time where I was actually jealous of you. Like in our mm-hmm. adult, in our adult life, I remember, um, I can't remember everything surrounding it, but we were in our 20s and it was somewhere around like when you moved here to Ottawa and, you know, very quickly, you know, just with the anointing on your life and the gifting on your life and the experience that you had, you know, with school and music and all of that, like you were platformed here very, very, very quickly. And, you know, I I remember um, just having this this twinge of jealousy that kind of rose that you had this opportunity. Um, so you were given this opportunity just so quickly and so easily. And, you know, we're, we're, we're really being platformed in terms of, you know, just your gifting and leadership and feeling a little bit jealous of that, like feeling like, oh, like, like I, I, I'm hello, I'm oh, here and I'm like that. laboring and I'm like, you know, oh. doing all these things, whatever, serving behind the scenes. And, you know, there just wasn't the same type of opportunity. And I, and I can remember you and I, we were going up to a cottage or something, oh. but I felt like the Lord had given me this picture of how jealousy was actually putting a wedge in our relationship. And like the wedge was like an the shape of an arrow and at the top of the arrow like where jealousy starts it doesn't place that much of a wedge but as the arrow moves up and up and up it actually pushes you further and further and further away from the person and I felt like the Lord just dropped this image in my head of like you know kind of this arrow of jealousy and it was it was literally being a divider for for us and in our relationship and in our friendship and I remember talking to you about it um, and just asking your forgiveness for allowing that jealousy to, to put a wedge between us. But it wasn't anything that you had done or anything that you were you know doing, but it was just literally this, I think, desire awakening for to be a leader, to be, mm. um, you know, to have to have an opportunity to express leadership, to, you know, begin to influence and all of that, but really no place for that to really happen. And the funny thing is that we were youth pastors at the time. So like, it's not that there was no place there was, there was actually an incredible place of influence that I was having the opportunity to, um, use within our, uh, youth, within our youth group at the time. And, and it was, I loved that season, but there was just this, there was just this part of it where, you know, jealousy had put this wedge. And so the wedge, you know, manifested, like even sometimes when you would lead worship at church, like I would kind of like, like be upset about it or judgmental or something like not judgmental, like, like, you know, what a loser, not like that, but like, like judgmental, like as in, no, no, but like judgmental as in like, Oh, like who does she think she is? Or like, you know, like I don't don't remember our conversation about that. I mean, I mean, I suppressed it. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. But I think, you know, I think even really, really close friendships can go through seasons where like things are shifting and changing or unexpected, you know, just unexpected things happen and and there's this sense of like, I wanna be happy for them, but 
I'm actually, I wish, I wish that was happening for me, you know, and you, and you feel a little overlooked or you feel, um, yeah, you just feel like you're like, you're like, Hey, and you're kind of waving, you know, and you, and, but you feel like everybody's looking at somebody else or everything's happening for someone else, you know, that, that maybe it's the things that you desire that you want. And yeah, it's, it's a hard place when, when that kind of shows up. And for me, I remember that being a very unfamiliar feeling because jealousy hasn't been a huge thread through my life. Like Mm -hmm. I haven't Mm -hmm. wrestled with jealousy too, too much. It's just, I, 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 I do. It's easy for me to be happy for people. It's easy for me to celebrate people, but I do remember in that season, um, you know, having this, you know, kind of ugly thing rear up in my life and having to deal with that and having to deal with that. And I remember um, one of my mentors saying to me that um, the antidote for jealousy is celebration. Mm. And no matter what you actually feel about the person, that what, no matter what feeling that jealousy is bringing up in your life, that you have to act in the opposite spirit and go straight to that person and celebrate them and and do it over and over and over again until you believe it, until it comes from a a genuine place that you actually want that person to be blessed. You want that person to succeed. You want that person to have everything. And I think sometimes we have this view of God that there's a limited amount of whatever Um, you know, whatever, you know, is, is happening. There's this limited amount, like if you're successful or if you have a platform or if you have influence, then somehow I can't, there's not enough room for both of us to have that. And what a lie that is. What a lie that we're being robbed that by you, something happening in your life, that's so exciting or that God has answered a prayer or that you're moving forward in a dream that somehow it's robbing from what's accessible to me isn't that interesting when you actually think of it like that? It's absurd, but that's where that feeling comes from deep down. That's actually why we can't go on feelings because it's not true. It's not true. It's not a truth. No, it's a rob. Like it's meant to rob. It's a robbing thought. And, uh, that's exactly what that does. It robs. And we're thinking that God isn't big enough or have enough or that our journey is exactly like somebody else's. And that's not the truth either. Our, our unique journeys yep. are unique to us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that when other people uh, break through barriers or when other people succeed or when other people, you know, even achieve a part of a dream that we have, I think, what, I wonder what it would be if we reframed that thought to actually giving us permission to do the same thing mm-hmm. rather than this idea of, oh, they have it. Oh, well, now I can't. You know, someone has started a business in maybe a certain way that you are interested in starting a business. Oh, well, they started it, so I can't. No, what if we actually looked at that and allowed that to inspire us? Mm-hmm to jump in. If they can do it, I can do it too. Like this is so exciting because it's not about the comparison of, you know, are they more successful than me? Am I more successful than them? Da, 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 da. It's actually just like allow, giving each other permission to follow the dreams of our heart and wherever that goes and whatever kind of influence that, that brings us to maximize 
whatever it is that God has given us. We don't, it doesn't have to look the same as somebody Mm -hmm. else, but that those, those spaces can give us permission rather than Mm -hmm. actually rob us. Exactly. And you know, even when things look different, I think that's where jealousy can also really get a stronghold because sometimes the journey you find yourself on or what you're pursuing does not unfold like somebody else, but what someone, someone else's journey unfolds is exactly what you want. And that may not happen for you. Yes. So what happens if, you know, when God says no or wait, or this is not the journey I have for you, it's that ability to celebrate with someone else when it's something you want so desperately and maybe may not be able to ever see in your life in your way. Right. But to be able to say, God, I trust you that there's a reason why you have where I am. Show me how I can do it in my sphere of influence. But that is something that comes with great maturity with knowing who God is. And I think that can only, I shouldn't say maturity. That's probably the wrong word, but a great revelation of trusting God's heart. Yes. Because even when we're stripping it back from jealousy, when those things happen, like in my life, I can say that areas I've been jealous of have been when I have put the same effort into something really run hard. I love for, for some people it's permission for me. It's been when I've put the same effort in and someone else's has just gone to a level that I'm like, wow, like how did that happen? Right Right. place, right time, favor. Right. And I've done the same thing and it kind of doesn't fall flat, but it just kind of doesn't go. Not the same. Not the same. How to celebrate that when I'm like, seriously, that typical word, that's not fair. Or I've been wanting that or, you know, and I've, I do have much more of competitive edge to myself. I've had to completely surrender to Christ over and over because of my personality. I am competitive, has worked in different fields in different ways, but it's also been very destructive in other sides. But that is where my competition has come out. Like seriously, we've been on the same playing field and I think I'm better or I think I can do that. And why I'm just as good. I'm just as good. Or I've been doing the same work and to celebrate that has really come down to when I'm not able to celebrate is that I don't trust God's heart for me. Right. I don't trust that what God is doing in my life is enough or is good enough or is something that he obviously sees that maybe the pitfalls that I would have that perhaps that person wouldn't have. Um, you know, and I've seen that in music, I've seen that in different ways. And so I think jealousy has all of these things encompassed. It's, bizarre, like all of the layers that come with jealousy. But when I realize when I strip it down in my own life, it is a lack of revelation of God's love for me and a lack of revelation that God has a plan that is eternal. I measure many things about what I see temporal, but God, when he looks at our life, he doesn't just see our temporal earthly life. He sees eternity encompassed. And so trusting God in the eternal perspective is what I need a fresh revelation of. But jealousy is not something that, once again, you just get rid of. You have to really submit to Christ and move in the opposite spirit and allow it to submit to the spirit of God. It's a fleshly thing. It is. It is. That has to submit to the spirit of God that can only be done intentionally, like you're saying, with really choosing to operate in the opposite spirit. I love that. I remember that was said by a speaker years ago. That has stuck with me too, operating in the opposite spirit. And that is exactly how you can, how I've over been able to move through jealousy as it continues to come in different ways. Right. Right. Jealousy looks different. Sometimes it's a much more abrasive, like, yes. 
Some is it subtle. Very, it can be very really subtle. subtle. But if we dwell on the thought, it can really grow and become yes. that wedge. It and can that become arrow, that, yeah. that wedge that just actually divides. It's, it's meant to bring division. Yeah. But I think to jealousy, like when we fall into jealousy, it's because we um, are not living the purpose that God has called us to uniquely right we're looking in the window of someone else's life and making a comparison or wanting something that they have when we were never called to live the life that they're living and even the things that we maybe desire or want one day I would love to write a book like I mean we've written some small like training manuals and things but one day I would really like to write um just just a, a some sort of a teaching a teaching book and Um, so I look at people who write books and I don't feel jealous in any way, but I do look and wonder sometimes like if I will ever be able to, and I have felt in years past, like God saying to me, don't look at other people's lives as if you want to live their life, Yes, live the life I've called you to. I haven't called you to be, and then names will come to mind. People I'm inspired by people. I want to be like, I haven't called you to be them. I haven't asked you to walk the road that I've asked them to walk. I've asked you to walk your road. And so be you. And, and when I can fully embrace that, when I can fully accept that, both with the limitations that it comes with, then then I can walk in the fullness of what God has for me and not get distracted by comparisons and not allow those wedges of jealousy. But but I agree with you. I think as a practice, that celebration piece has been just um, a part of both of our character. Like we just choose every day to celebrate people and it's very intentional. We do it intentionally, but I actually think it is an anecdote for mm-hmm. jealousy. Like I think it helps sure. to keep that at bay. Um, I think we do it for each other. We become our biggest champions of each other's lives. We just love to encourage and celebrate. And when I see you break through, it gives me permission to break through. It's not, it doesn't ever come from a jealous place. When I see you take a courageous step that I know that you would be afraid, or even if I imagine myself doing it, I would be afraid. I'm just like, Rhonda, like that is incredible. Like keep going. And it gives me permission to do that too. And I just love that that has become kind of just a core of who who we are and how we live. But I think that fights off jealousy um, mm-hmm. big time. I agree. I agree. And just even that word that keeps coming up. I don't know if you can like dislodge jealousy in comparison. I think that's exactly what happens is you compare, you're jealous. I want to be like them. I want. I, I think as soon as you start doing that, yeah. instead of exactly what you're saying, focusing on Christ, how he's made you, being obedient, your obedient steps will look different. Your journey is different. And that's how it's supposed to be. Our journeys are all unique to us. And to God, it doesn't matter. Like he's not looking and he doesn't grade the scale like society grades it. No, it's not. He no. grades it on the heart of obedience and surrender. Yeah, That's where God looks at the heart, not the outward, but the heart. But we, that's that when we choose to celebrate and we choose to get behind each other, it's really celebrating the heart and what people are doing and not comparing our journey. So even as we're talking, I keep hearing that familiar word comparison. And I feel like that's where jealousy just continually, as long as we keep comparing ourselves to others, jealousy will always dominate 
it will dominate and it will be very difficult. But as soon as we're able to submit to like, God, I thank you for what you're doing and thankfulness with a thankful heart and be able to celebrate and see it as that's giving me permission to take a courageous step, view it with a different perspective. It is an antidote and it will protect the heart from what naturally our flesh wants to do. And it wants to destroy. Is that not exactly yes. the spirit and the flesh are opposite? So that that wedge is a beautiful example, that arrow, jealousy, selfishness, pride, all of those things rob That's fear right. when it's not yes. the healthy fear of God yes. or the healthy, all meant to divide all the things we've been talking about, but it all works with the tension of the Holy Spirit. As we allow that to happen, we give the exchange of comparison and jealousy over to God, we get a fresh revelation of his love, his grace, his acceptance, his plan, his purposes for us. It's the most beautiful exchange, but we have, beautiful. To, we have to see that those tensions do work. That has to rise, yeah. the jealousy for us to have an exchange to give it to God. Love it. It, ha- it will come up. And like we've said in the past, it's not, we're going to see those things rise in us, whether it's fear, pride, selfishness, jealousy. As long as we recognize it and we submit it to Christ, we can have a beautiful exchange from him. And that's, I think, the power of living in the spirit of God. So good. So good. So let's pivot towards envy because jealousy and envy are cousins for sure. Yeah. So envy, where does envy creep up in your life? Or if if you're not sure how to answer that, we could also talk about contentment because I think contentment is probably the antidote for envy. So where would you lack contentment or where would you be susceptible for envy to creep in? Oh my, how long do we have in this podcast? <laughs> I feel naturally... Um, I feel in my natural state, I am not a content person. Okay. I would I would say the same thing. I'm not a content person, but I bet it manifests a little differently for both of us. So so where does it kind of show up for you? I love that you've put me first. Okay, let me see here. <laughs> How do I even describe well, I can, the lack I can of talk, commitment? I can talk about it a little bit first if, you, if you're still thinking about it. I'm thinking it. Like, about that, how I can articulate it. So if you have something, go like first. For, for me, I, I would say that I'm not an overly... Uh, Okay, I can be content in a lot of ways, but where my lack of contentment comes from would be in my great desire and kind of vivaciousness to experience life. Mm -hmm. And so it would be around doing and experiences. So, so for me, where a lack of contentment can come in is if my, my life becomes too mundane, mundane, meaning, um, it's the same all the time. It's the same routine all the time. Um, it's too predictable. I can, I can become very discontent in that place. And then I find myself on the internet, uh, planning, uh, a trip that I'm never going to take. I can find (laughs) myself, you know, coming up with these grandiose dreams and ideas of just things I want to try or experience, or maybe like crazy hobbies that I want to pick up and just randomly try. And so, there's this lack of contentment that comes kind of in the mundane. And so envy can creep in when I uh, talk to people or social media is a huge one when I'm kind of scrolling on social media and I see all of these, what appears to be all of these very exciting adventures that people are on. And it's all around, like it's around activity and experience for me. It's not stuff. I don't really get like if someone, you know, posted that they got a new car, I 
that would not do anything for me. I don't really care at all. But if they post something like they've, you know, hiked, gone on a hike with a group of friends, oh, like, I'm like, what? That looks so fun. Where is that? I want to do that. And I, I, you know, this, this lack of contentment could, could rise up. Or if I see, you know, somebody's in Hawaii and having this incredible adventure, like, I'm just oh, like, yeah. I, I want to go to Hawaii. Like I, we're, we're going to Hawaii. I think I may be discontent if I saw with Hawaii too. You know, um, yeah. so, so that's kind of where it can show up for me. And I have to be really careful because I'm married to an opposite personality than me. So my lack of contentment in experience, you know, my husband needs, um, he needs uh, routine and he needs quiet and he needs peace and he needs serenity and he needs to not do things. So for me, where like I, I get so energized by planning this exciting adventure, like it's so stressful for him um, it, to be brought on a journey of planning an adventure. Every part of that is stressful for him. And so, so that is also can feel a little bit restrictive um, or feeds to my discontent because I feel a little bit like I don't, I can't just go off and plan some, some adventure crazy or not. It doesn't even have to be extravagant, but an adventure is an adventure. Like I even so much so that just randomly on my way home from work, I take different routes home all the time. I never take the same route home. Really? Never. Like I, I just randomly turn different ways just so that I can drive and see different scenery on my way home. Every time I go for a run or a walk, wow. I take a different route because it ha- has to look different and feel different. So adventure for me isn't just like, you know, these grandiose things. It can be small things like driving a different way home every time and, uh, and just changing things up. So so yeah, so that's kind of where envy can creep in for me as I'm looking at all these exciting things that everyone else gets to do. And I feel a little bit oh, stuck in, you know, the, the mundane of my life. Oh, I, wow. Well, I, that's so neat. I didn't know that even driving home, you take different routes. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> that is neat. We take the country way. We take, you know, oh. it's a, yeah, just go, go in, in a different way. Um, well, there's several different ways we can get home from here. So I've oh. tried them all and I, I do them all on it. Okay. That is so neat. Yeah. I take the same two ways, <laughs> the one way through traffic where all the, like, you know, yeah. down our normal traffic path time. or the highway. Right. It's like two ways. Right. I know exactly. That's so neat though. I didn't know that about you. Envy would pick up for me in, um, I'm very much a visionary and I like, it's about what I'm achieving. So envy would come up. I have distinct pictures I've had in my, in my heart for years of just what success looks for me. Now, whether that's a good word, bad word for some people, I'm just going to use that word for a lack of being able to explain it in a better way. But success in my mind, I've actually have visual, like almost like milestones or where I want to be, what I want to be doing, um, the kind of influence, like different things. And some of it's material, some of it's career, some of it's whatever, different things. Yeah. Um, and so when I see someone else achieving that, so it's really linked to achievement. And that's been said as far back as I can remember. I think you even knowing me since I was a kid, it's always been about achieving. And that's why I think, you know, com- competition came out of that. It right. was very much about achieving and performing. And those things kind of were ingrained very young. And my personality is big on achievement. It's not so much crazy experiences. Okay. It's actually about achieving things that are really important to me and recognize like being recognized, 
not, not just the vanity side, but things that I feel like for me personally. Okay. And so when I see other people experience that, I can quickly be like, what? And th- something can rise up into me like, I've failed. I'm not good enough. Why hasn't that happened to me? What have I done wrong? How can I, how can I drive my driver harder? So it really becomes a po that, and that's where God has over time had to really like break that side of my, my viewpoint of what my life is measured by because it has been like the highlight reel. Like I have a highlight reel, I guess that'd be a better way of saying it. And so when I'm on the highlight reel, I am like loving it. And I'm not even comparing my highlight reel to someone else. But if I'm in the middle of my film and I haven't hit the next highlight and someone else has, and it's a highlight I want, envy can creep up, you know? And so it's all over the map. Like it can be things like my dream would be a country property. Right. Like, right. Just use that as a Mm -hmm. random. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. I have dreamed of living on a country property for as long as Mm -hmm. I can remember. So when I, and I have it in my mind, what it looks like, I actually can visualize it. Okay. And when I've seen someone move to something like that or move it, I can literally be like, seriously like that's exactly what I want now when I look at the reality there's no way we even had time to look after that right now yeah but yeah it's not even about that in my mind is right. like a highlight reel by this time like in my life, an, achievement an achievement of sorts okay yeah so it's it's all over okay. different things okay but I can honestly say in the past three four years I don't know it sounds like not that long ago but actually maybe longer than that before I came back into ministry full-time having been in business taking I've always been we're ministers wherever we go but having been working in a church full-time I took a break for almost seven years in those seven years God did something supernaturally to break that discontentment in my life because it had to be surrendered and a lot of that was if I was to go back it became idolatry it became something I was worshiping not realizing but that was my goal that was what my eyes were set on instead of being fixed on God to say, if none of those things happen, am I okay with that, God? Am I going to feel like I have really done on earth what I meant to do? That's really what my goal should be. It shouldn't be the highlight reel. That is something I have to literally give that film. I have to give you that film over. It's not my film to play. And so I think that has been something in those seven years that God did that was really sovereign. But my whole life, as long as you've known me, Lord, I've wrestled with so many different things, wrestled with calling, wrestled with where God's placed me to live, where even moving to Ottawa, like my everything. I was like, seriously, it wasn't the plan. It wasn't in my plan. This was not my highlight reel. This is not how I would have predicted it. And so I feel like that's been my surrender. And that's where envy can come up when even I've surrendered it, but I see it happening in different ways. Wow. I've had to surrender that. So that's where envy would come. And I've had to let go and be like, it's not my film. Wow. It's not my film to play. I'm not the screenwriter. I'm just to play the part that God has for me to play and be okay with that. And not just be okay with that. It started with just being okay wow. and now embracing it. You know, there's a process in that too. Right. And uh, so that's where envy comes and then jealousy comes and I really start to compare my own worth. Right. And so I think that all kind of leads into wow. each other, right? Yeah, that's really, that's quite quite profound. I know for me, as I've processed, um, you know, kind of this need 
to experience life and the, the discontentment that that can uh, stir up in my life. Um, for me, I've realized uh, actually through studying the Enneagram that mm. this need that I have to do this, and I have been like that my whole life, um, it actually comes from an avoidance of the things I need to deal with in my life. So the motivator for all of these plans and experiences and excitement is an avoidance of dealing with the hard things in life. And so so the way that I've been able to um, change that discontentment is um, instead of allowing it to sow and stir discontentment and frustration in my life or envy as I watch other people do things that I want to do, um, I've actually slowed down enough to say, okay, why am I, Mm -hmm. you know, frantically searching for this next exciting, you know, project to start or this next exciting experience to have, or this next place I'm going to travel or this next experience, um, you know, what's actually going on in my heart? What am I actually avoiding? What am I busying myself from to avoid? And so that's where I feel like God is leading me to a healthier place and to a place of actually dealing with the harder stuff that's going on um, under the surface of my life through that is actually manifesting as discontentment and manifesting as envy can show up as envy sometimes. So, so it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Um, one thing that you said, uh, you just pop that word idolatry. Um, that's a really strong word. Um, do you want to, can you just ex- explain that a little more like what you mean about making something an idol in your life? Yeah, it is a Ten Commandments. So we yeah. think of Moses when he was given the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai by God for the Israelites. It's something we've hold fast to. And one of them is, you shall have no idols, graven dish before me. Yeah. And idols in that time would have been, they would have made an idol another yes, God. and worshipped it, yeah. We still have idols this day. That is not a te- That's not a commandment to be ignored. And really it is putting something above God. Yeah. Something that you literally worship we say worship, you're giving your affection, your time, your thoughts, your motivation is on this thing. So whether it's money, whether it's even, it can even be, and this might even be touchy for some people. It can even be your family. It can. It could be your children. It could be like that you literally live just for that. Like it's, everything is about that and everything's attached to that. And so it could be anything, your career, yeah. it could be whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. So for me, idolatry has been what I'm putting above God. And yeah. so that's what God has had to show me. Some of those things on my highlight reel have been things that I have focused my attention, my worth, how I'm valued by these things versus my main worship is to God, that my focus and my worth and my affection and my devotion is to him first. And all these things are beautiful gifts of God. We're not, I'm not taking away from that the importance of doing well at work or wanting a promotion or I'm not taking away from that. But when that becomes your driving focus, right? that's where you start to say how or that your worth is, is derived from that, from that. Exactly. Has that become, is that an idolatry? Is that an idol in my life that if God took that away, would I still love him and still worship him and still, you know, those are things, those are hard questions. And I realized in that season that those were things that the achievement was an idol to me achieving. And some of the things were big, some of the things were little, but achievement had become an idol because my worth and my value and my was coming from those things instead of really primary coming from God and allowing that to be fleshed out in all of those things. Yeah. 
Yeah. And God is a giver of gifts too. God is a giver of all those things. But mm-hmm. instead of seeing mm-hmm. it as I earned this, I did this, this is my focus. It's like, God, you've done this. I've worked hard and I thank you for that. Yeah. It's come from your generous yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm a steward of it. It's not mine to yeah. own or to achieve yeah. and to conquer. Yes. So I think that's been my my wrestle. That's really good. And I think when we can actually say my worth and my value comes from belonging to God, comes from being a child of God, then God actually can bless us with all the good things in life because we realize that our worth and value are not attached to having those things, mm-hmm. that they just become actually a blessing, exactly what they're meant to be. They're not meant to be the sole purpose of our existence. They're meant to be a blessing in our life. I think that's really, really powerful. You know, as we're talking about it, um, Um, every time that either jealousy or envy comes up in our life, I can see this thread of it's attached to something we want. Mm. And I'm thinking of a scripture and you're going to have to help me because I can't remember the first half of it. (laughs) My mind's just trying. No, no, you'll totally be like, I can't believe you didn't remember that. But the the one that says, um, and then he will give you the desires of your heart. What's the first half? Trust the Lord with all your heart. Thank you. No, (laughs) no, no, that's. Trust the Lord with all your heart. No, no. And he will give you the desires of your heart. What's the first half? Love, love, seek the Lord, love oh, the Lord. Um, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. No. <laughs> yes. And he will. G- oh, oh, no. It's a psalm. And he will give you the desires of your heart. What's the first half? Because oh, no. that's the key. I can't believe we can't remember this. I thought you'd for sure know. Oh, no. Now we've just made ah! a, a hilarious uh, little little role here. On he will podcast. give you the desires of your heart. I, Anyways, it, it, the, it's, it's all connected to things we want right? And so it's somehow being able to submit the wants to the Lordship of Jesus. Are are these just things we want? Or are they things that God actually has for us or wants That's for right. us? Because the things we want actually could lead us into more bondage. Yes. But the things that God has for us they're meant to be a blessing. They're meant to bring us joy and abundance. They're meant to be good things for us. But our pursuit or our idolatry in the things we want is actually going to become a bondage to us, going to become a burden, going to become something that has a hold of us rather than those things actually serving and blessing our lives. We actually become slaves to those things. It's the wrong order. So every single time that we feel envy or we feel jealousy rising up that's literally that thing we want ruling us that thing we want having power over us Mm. but I think God has meant it to be the just the opposite of that he's the only thing in our lives that should have power over us or rule us or lordship over us and all those other things are meant to be a blessing are meant to be joy are meant to add the abundance of what our life is is supposed to be that's really powerful when you think of the things that trigger envy and jealousy those are actually the areas of that were that there's some idolatry there that god is wanting to go deeper with because then there is a there's a lack 
of an of a revelation in that space of God's love. Did you find the scripture? Because you're I giggling. Did. You had that was bugging you. You had to find it. What is it? It's delight yourself in the oh, Lord. Delight oh my God! I can't believe both of us, two pastors. Well, that's we what happens had, when there you're on go. The spot. You, wow. you see, we don't. Uh, the scripture's not just like flowing from us. We forgot. But I knew that that would have the key. Like delight yourself in the Lord, and that really yeah. is what it's supposed to be about. It is supposed to be about us having the want. Having the delight mm-hmm. is supposed to be rooted in Christ, in God, and then all of these other things instead of our delight coming from all these things that we think we want, that we believe we want, or that we believe we need. I don't even think it's a matter of, you know, will you have those things or not? Like when I think of you with your country property or whatever, at the end of the day, like, it's not about whether you have the country property or not. I, I absolutely think that, you know, that may be what God does, but that country property is not going to be your fulfillment. Yes. You have to, you know, and so if it's me, if it's that ne- next experience, that's not going to be my where my fulfillment is found. My fulfillment will be found as I delight myself in the Lord. And then all of those incredible things, that next experience, the country property just is this beautiful blessing and bonus to this already delightful life as we delight ourselves, you know, in the things of God. Uh, it's so true because that will not bring fulfillment. And it's so true. Look in, look in society. The more we have, the more we want. The, the more, you know, the more successful we are, there's someone more successful than us. The more yeah. money we have, someone always has more money. You see this game in society that's destroying society, literally destroying celebrities, people, all of us, not just that, but you see even the ones that have not so much finances, so much like fame, it's actually crushing them. It's not even something they wanted it and they get it. And it's a burden and more bondage that we're able to carry as humans. You can see that. But as God allows our lives to just unfold the way he's purposed it, the strength, the grace, everything comes with it. All the beautiful gifts that are not just tangible gifts, his spiritual gifts come when we focus on Christ. All those things accompany versus us being driven so hard to have the things we think we want that could perhaps destroy us. You know, I often think of when my kids were little. When I get to jealousy or wants and these, this topic, I think of when the kids would be little and we'd be going somewhere and they would be so upset to let go of just say a, a toy or leave a play date, like just so upset. Like this is where they want having a tantrum, not knowing what I've prepared for them that night, not knowing that, you know, all the fun that awaits them that they have no idea. They're so caught in their little world of seeing this thing or what they want or what they wanted to do, having tantrums. They had no idea of what was to come. And sometimes they wouldn't be able to experience that because their tantrum, they'd be punished. <laughs> they'd actually have to have a timeout. Right. They'd have to have a right. it would that, that tantrum would literally prevent them from the next blessing. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I feel like often when that's happened in my life and I feel like God has with his gentleness and his kindness, really disciplined my heart. It's opened my eyes to be like, I've actually robbed, I've robbed myself of what God's prepared for me already. And along, you know, along that seven year journey I was talking about when I was not in full-time ministry, I really felt in that season that God really gave me a real revelation of the temporal versus the eternal, that we often want to see things, everything manifested here, but realizing that God has so much like, what if in this earth, like you said, it's not about those things. 
but we don't know what God has prepared for us in heaven. We don't know what's ahead, but in our world, we can get so caught up and like, this has to happen now or has to happen in my lifetime. Or I have to see this not knowing that God's like, do you trust me enough that I have all of eternity planned for you? Right. Your life may not be right now. Those listening exactly what you planned. It may be so have fallen apart and you think I'll never be able to rebuild it the way I've wanted to, or I've made so many mistakes Start today by just getting on your knees and surrendering to God and knowing that he will make all things new. May you see everything made new on this side. May we see every desire of our heart on this side of heaven. No, definitely not. Some of us in different, different extents than others. Yeah. But we can trust that God has eternity planned for us. He's preparing a place for us. preparing a place. So really our heart is to be postured, to delight ourselves in the Lord, to surrender to God, to take that next obedient step, to be anchored in his love and to know that even if that doesn't happen. Yeah. And sometimes there's a grief in that, that it doesn't happen on this side. Yeah. We can know that God is something so much greater on the other, but we want to see that side fully expressed. So hold fast, hold fast. Like God will make all things new, all things new. And so, you know, I think of those that maybe have not been able to have children or been married. And I think of some things that we can't control Yeah, and we're so devastated in our life and jealousy and envy. I can't even imagine what that road is to walk, you know, or maybe health has affected you and you're not able to do all the things you wanted to. I know I've met with a few, you know, people in my life many times, well, not many times, but Mm -hmm. that have said I'm physically unable to do the things that I dreamt about doing my whole life. And they have been, their body's been racked by disease, right? That grief period over their life. But God, but God, right. God will make all things new. I think that's the story of hope, but jealousy and envy do rise. And that's where we have to say, okay, God fix my eyes on, on the prize of that. This is I'm passing through. Yeah. I'm passing through and I got to trust my journey is a journey I meant to live and may it honor you. And it's just an offering to you. That one day I'll stand before you and you'll make all things new. Yeah. All things new. And my country, I'm joking. We keep saying country property is such a small little thing. But I don't know what God has planned in heaven right. for me. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, maybe but your country property is in heaven. Maybe it's in heaven. Yeah. But that's the most trite little yeah. Whoopee, yeah. you know. No, but, no, no. I know. But, but yeah. All of us, example. I think we have different things yeah. in our lives. We yeah. have to say, you know what? Yeah. That doesn't happen here. Pfft. Yeah. God's got so much in store, mm-hmm. but I can just trust him with what's on this side of heaven and be faithful. I'm really given. glad you brought that up. Like just about, cause I, I was just thinking about that too. Like, you know, we're talking about the things we want in life, but what about those things that, yeah, uh, their wants, but they feel more like needs, like the need to be a mother or oh, yeah. the desire to be married, um, you know, and to, to have a life with somebody and, and, or like you're saying, disease, just to be healthy, just the desire to be healthy. Like, like it's these, these aren't like, you know, the, the simple examples we're saying like, oh, I want to, I want to go to Hawaii or I want to, you know, have a house. Mm-hmm. These are like deep, like physical longings, you know, that come from a deep place. And like, I just want to acknowledge for anybody that is dealing with any realm of something that comes from a deep longing, you know, like you want to have a baby and you can't, your body won't allow you to, or, you know, you, your body is racked with disease and it limits the dreams of your heart, or, you know, you want to be married more than anything and haven't met that person yet. Um, I just want to acknowledge that that is just hard. Yes. That is just hard. And, and I don't think those things are the same as when we talk about 
you know, career shifts or when we talk about, you know, material things or we talk about, you know, just things like that. I, I do think that those resonate on like a deeper core level, but I do think the principle is the same because they all fall under the desires of our heart category. And the anecdote to that is to delight ourselves in the Lord. The, and, and so Rhonda, I think what you're saying is so powerful because when we have an eternal perspective, I think it puts in the right order and the right priority all the things of this world seek first the kingdom of God and then all these things. And I think, I think that's the right order that we are supposed to lay down all the wants Mm -hmm. so that envy and jealousy don't take a root in our heart. We lay down those things before the Lord. We delight ourselves in him and we trust that he has a greater plan that's unfolding that we may not get to experience the fullness of on this side of eternity. But that just like that good parent who has this incredible party planned for that, you know, that four-year-old who doesn't want to leave the play date, Mm-hmm. The four-year-old is having, and I'm not saying that, you know, anybody's having a temper tantrum. I'm just saying that there is something so much greater planned that we have no idea of. Yes, we have this concept, but we can't even, we can't even possibly imagine. And I believe that the fulfillment of all of what we have not seen in this life will be fully realized yes. in the one to come. And I know you personally like have this fascination with heaven and this fascination with eternity and, you know, this like, you know, you and I often will say like, when our time's done here, like we're good, (laughs) like we're out, whatever that is, like, don't save me. Don't like, don't take any, you know, any, any great measures. Like what I, it's the one to come Mm -hmm. is home. We're just passing through this life. And so if we can ask God for that, that um, eternal perspective, I think it can be healing to our heart and it can bring us to a place of contentment beyond the wants that we're not seeing in this life. It's, it's hard though. I just want to say it's hard. It really yes. is. It's hard. It's really hard. And, uh, and anyways, I just want to acknowledge that because I feel the weight of that pain as, um, you know, as I walk through the things in my own life, but as I sit with people too, and it seems like the basic, the basic, just the way life should go, or, you know, the things that we want, which are not, not even extravagant. And when those don't, when those things don't happen, we just realize, yeah, it's not in our control. Yeah, it's not. And God has a plan. God has a plan Absolutely. at all. And that's once again, back to the trust. Yeah. That we have a father that loves us, a father yeah. that's not withholding to hurt us or to no, harm us, no. but to give us a hope and a future. And that's delighting in him. So, yeah. and when we delight in him, it's because God wants us to be, to actually experience his delight in us. Yes. That's what it is. Like as we delight yes. in him, I guess God, he, not that he doesn't need our delight. He loves the delight we bring him. It's a, he loves a relationship with his children but he has such a passion for us to receive the delight he has in us. Oh my gosh. Right? Yes. Like abundant, lavish delight in us. Yes. And so that delight in him is to open our lives to his delight in yeah. us. And yeah. um, 
I just, I just love that. And I, I want my life to be like that. And I, I, I love that we've talked about envy and jealousy because it is a sign when those come up, a really healthy sign for me to say, okay, God, there's somewhere else that you're putting your finger on instead of right. looking at like, oh my goodness, what is wrong with me? Well, there's lots wrong with, but we're, we're, you know, yeah. we need Jesus every no, day. I love that. But it's an ability not to just reframe. I want to be like, trigger. We're not just, yeah, it's a trigger to say, I'm on my All knees. Right. There's something here. God, you're going deeper. And if it keeps coming up, it just means the work is still to be done. Yeah. And God is faithful to continue to allow those triggers to come up because once again, we've said so many times in podcasts, he wants us to be free. He wants us to be free. It's a bondage. It's yes. a bondage and yes. it's fixing our eyes on something yeah. that will never fulfill the longing. It'll never fulfill the fulfillment. We think that next thing or that we'll have, yeah. but him, yeah. but him and his presence and so, so good. That's, That's beautiful so good. Thing. I love that. I love that. And so I think, you know, a, a takeaway from today really is that delighting yourself in the Lord. But I love how you just put that so that he can delight himself in us and he can pour out that revelation of his delight in you, that you can actually have that awakening inside of you of God's delight in you. When, if we could walk through this world feeling knowing it deep in our spirit that oh. God delights in us. Oh my gosh, the freedom that that brings us just to be the, be the fullness of who he's created us to be is unbelievable. And so that would be both our prayers for every single person that's listening today, that you would, that you would have a revelation, even in this moment, that you would have an awakening to how much God delights in you, that for all of your effort to delight in him, it pales in comparison to how much he actually delights in you. And that if you could live your life out of that delight, out of being completely delighted in, um, that, yeah, the freedom that that could bring to everything you do. It's very, very beautiful. Yes, it is. Well, we just want to remind you today that there's more in you than you could possibly realize. And that you are worthy of love. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Awakening Moments podcast today. Like or subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram at Lori Boucher and Rhonda.Corto. May you be awakened to the moments that matter the most.